This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I am your host, Ben Krakowski, and this Sunday the Packers will go up against the LA Rams. And for one of the few times in a very long time in Packers Packers history, the Packers are the underdogs for a home game which is unlike the Packers, who have been a top team in the NFL since Aaron Rodgers has been the starting QB and have been known to be one of the best teams in the NFL playing at home, especially near the end of most seasons when it gets cold. But in this game, the LA Rams are coming in as the favorites, even though they have lost the previous two games, one to the Titans 28-16, to even without Derrick Henry playing in that game. And then the very next week, lost to the 49ers 31-10 to in their first game without Robert Woods. Now, even though they lost back-to-back games by two scores or more, they are the favorites to win this game on Sunday, and it's mostly because of huge additions this team has added and have been able to bring into the fold now after the bye and huge losses for the Packers. Offensively for the Rams in, in this game, like I said earlier, they lost their longtime number two wide receiver in Robert Woods, who was an essential part of that offense and has been always... Uh, been huge for them as their number two guy in that offense and has always come through for them in big ways. And so that has been a huge loss for this team. But now they have added Odell Beckham Jr. to replace him. OBJ played in just one game after a few days of practice, but was mostly non-existent, understandably so, not knowing the offense quite yet. But now with the bye week, it seems like OBJ will pretty much be acclimated and ready to step up and be that number two wide receiver for this offense in replacement of Robert Woods, which gets the betting markets very excited, obviously. We talked about OBJ a lot as we definitely hope the Packers would be able to pick him up. And although he has not played well since leaving the Giants, this is still a receiver who in his first four seasons was elite at the position. But we have no idea of which OBJ we are going to get in this game, which could be dangerous for the Packers, even as we don't know, we don't have any film on him or how they might want to use him in this game, which could give the Rams a schematic advantage going into this game on Sunday. Not to mention the fact that the most productive receiver this season in the NFL is also on this team in Cooper Cup. Cup already has 85 catches over 1,100 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. That's almost eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown every single game this year. He's amazing and basically unstoppable this year. But if there's anything to notice about his statistics, it's the fact that in every single loss the Rams have have this season, he has not scored a touchdown. And teams have done that in two ways. One, in those losses, those defenses have not gotten beat deep. In most games this season, he will have at least one big shot play, 35-plus yards down the field. And in games, defenses have been able to overcome this LA Rams offense. The teams have not given up big plays to Cooper Cup. 
The Packers cannot get beat on big plays down the field. That's one big reason we lost that game against the Vikings last week was the big plays. Uh, But over the course of the season so far, the Packers have been great at limiting big plays down the field. And so I'm hopeful the Packers can get back to their ways this week. Uh, The other major way teams have stopped Cooper Cup is by having two defenders in his area when it comes to the red zone. We need to force this offense to score in other ways in the red zone without going to Cooper Cup in this game. Because if Cup is scoring touchdowns, that means this whole offense is humming. It's going exactly like it is supposed to go. We need to force the Rams to beat us in different ways. And that's where the Rams have struggled. This offense, if OBJ doesn't step up and shine, has had nowhere else to go. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, both have played way below average. And then in the passing attack, running back Daryl Henderson is not a factor at all. He truly is pretty much a one-dimensional running back, truly just a guy on the ground. So besides Cooper Cup, if OBJ can't step up, Matthew Stafford really has not had anywhere else to go. And that's an offense I'm willing to go up against because shutting down one guy or limiting one guy's opportunities is totally doable, which is exactly what the Packers defense will have to do in this game. In the QB for the Rams, the Packers know all too well. And over the last few years, Matthew Stafford, when playing with the Lions, has actually been able to compete a lot more than he did early in his career against the Packers. Stafford is as familiar with Lambeau Field as anybody. And so expect him to come in and be ready to play. He's having a great season statistically so far early in the year. There was a lot of MVP chance for Stafford in this offense, but he is coming off of two games where he had a total of seven turnover-worthy plays, and in both of their two most recent games where they played the 49ers and the Titans, keys to success was pretty much against Stafford. Don't blitz him and try to get pressure with just four guys up front. The 49ers blitzed not even 10% of the time, and the Titans blitzed just over 10% of the time. And in both of those games, Stafford struggled big time. Even though in that 49ers game, Stafford wasn't even under pressure that much. If we are going to beat Stafford, it's not by blitzing. It's by dropping seven guys back in coverage. And that has got to be our game plan for this game. And the 49ers weren't successful getting pressure on Stafford, but they still were successful overall as a defense. The Titans, they actually were able to get pressure on Stafford just actually over 30% of the time, even though they didn't blitz very much. And Stafford in that game had a 37.5 passing grade. So if the Packers can get pressure with just four guys, this offense will totally crumble. No QB will have a game like Kirk Cousins did last week being so good under pressure. That would be very, very unlikely. So if we can pressure Stafford, I think the Packers could dominate in this game. Just last week, the Packers were able to create pressure on Cousins over 50% of the time. And hopefully this pass rush can build off of that performance last week. Last week, the Packers were without Rashawn Gary. He might be back for this game. He's listed as questionable. And his presence would be greatly appreciated if he's healthy. I do not want him playing in this game if he is not ready to go. If he's not healthy, if he could be way, way healthier in two more weeks, that is a much more important place for him to play. I hope he does not play if he's not ready to play. If he does, hopefully that means he's really good to go. And if he is, that'll be a huge boost to this pass rush because this is going to be a tough matchup for the Packers defensively because this is the number one pass blocking unit in the NFL this season by a long shot, which has been a huge part of this team's success. 
all five of this of their starters on the offensive line are playing above average to great football. And there's just really no holes on this offensive line. So hopefully the Packers can create some pressure in this game. But if not, it's not the end of the world. We saw the 49ers not get a lot of pressure on Stafford, but still really caused this offense to struggle two weeks ago, holding them to just 10 points in that game. So there's still hope for our defense, even against this top pass blocking unit. One of the biggest reasons why this LA Rams offense does sputter out at times, like it did the last two weeks, uh, is that they have been forced to abandon the running game. In most games this season, Daryl Henderson has been a stud. Okay, their running back, who they've relied on all season, he's averaged almost five yards per carry. <clears throat> but what both the Titans and the 49ers did so well is they got up two scores in those games very quickly on the Rams. And when that has happened, the Rams have left their balanced play script and tried to throw the football a ton. One of the best ways the Packers can truly make this Rams offense struggle is by winning on offense earlier, which is a lot easier said than done. The Packers have struggled offensively to have good game plans, to be able to execute and finish drives early in games this season and be able to take an early lead. The Packers now have not scored in their first quarter in eight out of their 11 games this season. And that won't be any easier this week without Elton Jenkins, who is out for the season. David Bakhtiari is still a few weeks out from returning from injury. Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard are both questionable for this game. And we have an Aaron Rodgers who cannot practice because of a fractured toe. I can't imagine this offense will be fully ready to go knowing the situation the Packers are currently going through, not to mention just how good this Rams defense is. The Rams have been the best defense in the NFL this season, and now they are healthy, and they have even added another major player in one of the best edge rushers of the last decade, Von Miller, to this team. The combination of Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Ogbonio Okoronkwo are currently, they're not elite edge rushers by any means, but they are all very good players, and what makes them so great in this Rams defense is that the best player in the NFL is in the middle of that defense, and he is Aaron Donald. Last year in the playoffs, the Packers did actually face off against Aaron Donald, and they got the best of him. But two things were very different in that game. Aaron Donald was injured, and Elgin Jenkins got to face off against him. In this game, neither of those two things are true. And he is back to playing like his MVP self, playing at an elite level as both a pass rusher and a run defender this season. On top of that, uh, their interior defensive line next to him has been fantastic. Greg Gaines, Marquise Copeland are playing at a very high level as well. On top of those three edge rushers I already mentioned, this defensive line for the Rams is dangerous. And with the Packers now missing out on three preferred starters on their offensive line, two of which are their top offensive linemen on the team, this defensive line truly could give the Packers constant problems throughout this game. The Packers do have a history, though, of game planning with a injured and weak offensive line, they had a game plan without Elton Jenkins against top pass rushers early on this season when they played the 49ers and Steelers, which they both won both of those games earlier this season. But the, in those two games, the Packers could not afford really to have any major mistakes. Rodgers is going to have to get the ball out quick two and a half seconds or less, or the Packers are going to be in trouble. And when he has been fantastic this season, when Rodgers kind of stays within the offense, hits his first read, drops back, and the ball's coming out, he gets that ball out fast. He has been sensational. It really feels like it's a, after that though, it really feels like it's a 50-50 chance when Rodgers holds the ball longer than two and a half seconds. Things could go really, really good or really, really bad if he holds the ball longer than that. 
in this game. I think if we are going to win, he's got to get the ball out quick. He's got to keep the pressure off of him because the Packers cannot have big mistakes that lead to second and 20s or third and 14s because he's getting sacked. These are situations the Packers just are not good enough offensively to overcome. Not to mention with this weak offensive line like we will have for this game, when you get the ball out in under two and a half seconds, it's much less likely that our offensive line will give up pressure but probably just as importantly that they won't get a holding call that will basically end our drive. I've come to realize a holding call is one of the worst things that can happen for your offense. And if we can minimize that possibility by getting the ball out quick, by all means, let's make that happen. If there is kind of a weakness to this defense, it's on the back end. This back end isn't bad by any means. It's it's still a really good back end, really good secondary. They just aren't great really besides top cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey is amazing. The best cornerback in football this season. But honestly, I've kind of realized that Ramsey really isn't being used well enough in that defense. Right now he is playing in the slot a majority of the time and is making lots of plays still. He's still playing really, really at a high level. But when he is in the slot, if that's the case, the Packers can really work around Ramsey because he's not following top receivers for other teams right now, which means that the Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection can be open all day long in this game because behind Jalen Ramsey, there aren't many other cornerbacks who can do much on this roster. Not to mention that the Packers truly have some insight on this Rams defense like nobody else does. The Packers were one of the only teams offensively all of last season to beat up on this Rams defense in the playoffs, which they did. And defensive coordinator Joe Barry came from LA last year as well. The Packers are going to have to win early, quick and often, but also take deep shots down the field when they are there in this game. Aaron Rodgers last week missed a lot of deep shots to MBS or Adams when they were open, but he also hit a few as well. If Rodgers can hit MBS and Adams deep down the field one or two more times in this game, this Packers offense should be able to continue to keep rolling off of last week's game, and we could be talking about having a high 20s or low 30s point scoring game. The Rams do have one of the better run defenses in the NFL this season. So they've been able to limit opposing offenses to just four yards per carry. The Packers, I do not say that to say the Packers should abandon the run. They shouldn't shy away from running the football by any means, but also the Packers need to make sure to only run the football when the numbers are there in this game, because with this not ideal offensive line, we are going to need to take advantage of of the numbers in this game. So when there's a light box, yes, run the football for sure. But if not, we should not be forcing the to run the football. We should not force that because this Rams defense is already really good at stopping the run. And so if they have the numbers, that should not be something we are even considering. As I think about this game in its totality, here are my concerns. I think we can stop this Rams offense at times in this game. But it's going to be really hard if the Packers cannot score early. I think if the Packers have the choice, they should honestly choose to receive the ball in this game. They have to rely on scoring first. Honestly, to me, because these two football teams are so similar, so good, whatever team scores first in this game, I think will win this game. Because if the Packers can score first, they can finally put together a full drive to start a game. This game will be the Packers. But if the Rams come out to an early lead, which a lot of opponents have against the Packers, the Rams will be able to run the football. And when the Rams run the football, that's when this offense is the most explosive. This is when it's turning at all cylinders. I think a lot of things are not going the Packers way in this game right now. 
I think it's going to be hard to have a consistent offense with as injured as we are on our offensive line and just how good this Rams defensive line is. But the Rams offense has also really lost its mojo the last few weeks. They've lost their number two receiver in Robert Woods. Matthew Stafford is really coming back down to earth, especially as there is now a blueprint to truly stopping this Rams offense. And this that's just by dropping seven guys in coverage and not blitzing Stafford. I think this game will be a one-score game, similar to last week against the Vikings. Rodgers, though, to me, even if he's injured, is the better QB. We saw Rodgers and the Packers put up 31 points last week, and the Packers get to play at home against an LA team that is not used to the cold, Like I said earlier, if the Packers score first, we will win. And I want to predict that the Packers can do that in this game. And the Packers win this game 27 to 24. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be crazy. So make sure you watch this. But that's all we have today, folks. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe. Give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast. And tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks guys.